everyone, and you're very welcome to Reinventing the Next Chapter, a podcast where I speak to women who, either through choice or through circumstance, have had to take a step back, reevaluate their lives, and make some powerful changes. I'm your host, Elaine Ryan, life, career, and relationship coach. If you're feeling stuck or not where you thought you'd be in life, my hope is that these stories will give you the inspiration and more importantly, the motivation to take the first step towards reinventing your next chapter. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode five of Reinventing the Next Chapter. Today, I'm joined by Kira Bruden, who is a holistic business mentor. Kira, you're very welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Elaine. Great to be here. For anyone that doesn't already know you from Instagram and other places, would you like to give a brief intro, who you are, what you do? Yeah, I work as a holistic business mentor. So I work with holistic therapists, coaches, yoga, meditation teachers, all those kind of people. And I help them with all the business and tech things so that they can get their business started or grow their business. And yeah, I work with people one-to-one or I have some courses as well. I'm assuming that you're quite holistic and spiritual yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really interested in meditation and in all things holistic, all things spiritual. And I have been for a very long time. So as we'll come to, I suppose, a bit later on, that's where I've centred my work around as well. Okay, so if I can take you back, my usual first question to say 20 years ago when you were in school, how did you think your life was going to go in the future? I I wasn't one of those people who had a very clear idea, like I want to be this when I grow up or anything like that. I distinctly remember looking at my teachers in around fourth class and thinking, I 100% never want to be a teacher um, <laughs> because it looks, they look bored and it looks so boring. Imagine telling people how to hold their pencil and sit up straight. And, <laughs> you know, that's funny because I did end up being a teacher. But And people always said to me, you'd be a lovely teacher. And I was like, absolutely not. It looks like the most boring job in the world. But anyway, that's uh, what I planned not to do and ended up doing. So maybe that's a, <laughs> an opposite answer then would be expected. So you didn't have a kind of a, a profession at all that you had in mind you knew that you didn't want to be a teacher but you didn't have anything else that you did want yeah like I knew I liked languages I did French and German in secondary school and art and home economics so based in for leave insert and I knew I was good at languages and thought about working or doing my degree in languages but then I thought what's the job associated with it would be a lot of translating and things like that and I realized actually I don't want to be really attention to detail kind of thing. I want to use it in a communicative way. So I ended up doing international business with French and German. So that's how I got into business then was because I thought, okay, I want to work abroad. Okay. So the interest in that, obviously you were good at languages, but the interest in language was because it gave you the the potential to, to be able to work abroad and to travel. Yeah, exactly. I really want yeah and I did I traveled loads in my 20s I just was so interested in other cultures different ways of living so what what happened after you left college then yeah I worked for Enterprise Ireland I got a graduate program from college like a certain number of people got to join this Enterprise Ireland graduate program so I was working in Sweden for a year and a half as part supporting Irish businesses to export over to 
Nordic region. So it was amazing. Like it was like, yeah, it was like 23 and I was going staying in hotels in like Finland and Norway and stuff and going to conferences and trade fairs and things like that. And Mm. it really, it was like a feeling of like, oh, this, what looked like success, you know, and what sounded so amazing. But like the reality was, I found it really, I just felt like, I remember sitting one summer in the office and I was like, what am I doing? You know, what am I doing? This is like, I think I was maybe 23 or 24. I I couldn't, I started getting anxiety, which I didn't even know at the time was, I didn't know what that was but I what I experienced was I couldn't get to the top of my breath you know I and and that was like my chest was really heavy for a long time you know it was an unmetally kind of taste in my mouth and all this kind of stuff so clearly I looked but the main thing that was coming to the surface was like is this it (laughs) you know and it's it wasn't any judgment on that that job or anything like that it was more just like I wasn't feeling like I fitted in I was spending a lot of my energy. I had a great social life there, like met a lot of international people. It was part of this running club. It's called the Hash House Harriers. It's a running club that's in all different cities around the world. And it's called the the drinking club with a running problem. So it's really, it's a really social kind of yeah. thing. And I, I love this. Running club. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Like you could technically just walk and then have different stops along the way. But I did, I ran and I got to see amazing parts of Sweden. I had like loads of friends really, you know, from England, from South America, loads of different places and Sweden. But that's literally what happened is that I was like, I can't do this anymore and even though it looks, it was so young, I suppose, to to have that feeling of like, this is what you're expected to do after you go from college, you're expected yeah. to get this really good job and like all these fancy things. And I was like, I wasn't feeling good in it. So that was one. one the, the, I suppose that, that must have been quite scary with the not being able to catch your breath and, and that yeah, kind of feeling. It was. And it, it was me. The scariest part actually was the feeling of of saying like it was meant to be a two-year program and it only stayed a year and a half so the scariest part was actually just quitting it you know and and coming home it felt so like so much shame and so much like why can't you just do it <laughs> you know and was anybody actually saying that to you or was it you no, saying it? just okay. me just me yeah. and would you have been quite achiever then you know if you had gone and done your good degree and then you got this really good job and then you're over in Sweden were you there definitely be that that feeling of have to do your best, have to get the best opportunities and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And it would be from within myself, you know, Yeah, very much my own high standards for myself kind of thing or high pressure merely for myself. Yeah. Which I think a lot of us have that yeah. perfectionistic tendency. And so you did three quarters of it. And then and then you, you left. So did you come back to Ireland then or? Yeah, I came back to Ireland and then I had a plan to go off and be a rep in a kids club rep kind of in Spain, you know, taking care of kids and just kind of having a six months abroad. And then I was going to do a six month ski season. I was kind of planning to have this kind of lifestyle. And then I went to a healer and then she said don't go stay here and start to learn about energy and I was like "Mm, okay so I started to learn about energy and different aspects of I suppose healing and things like that and I stayed here for a year but during that year 
in hindsight, again, didn't really know this at the time. That would have been a year of a very hard year, really, um, for my mental health. But anyway, what came out of it was I decided I was like, right, I need to kind of ground myself again. And it was like a, a one fresh, a fresh start. <laughs> there are other fresh starts along this journey. <laughs> this was probably my first fresh start. <laughs> I was out maybe 25 and I decided to go to start to teach in English locally to teenagers during the summer. And then I decided, oh, I kind of quite like this. Like it's fun. I'm enjoying it. And I suppose it's getting to use my people skills and my communication and like culture kind of things. Yeah. So I was like, right, I'll go to Galway and I'll start teaching English there to adults, you know, because they'd have a year round schedule of um, needing teachers to teach English. So then I did that for a while. And then I was like, oh, some weeks I'd have works, work, other weeks I didn't have work. So I was like, right, I'm not on for this up and down type thing. So I was, I was sitting on a rock at Salt Hill, chatting to my friend who happened to be a career guidance counsellor. And um, he was like, it was August. And he goes, you know, you could apply to do the teaching in England, primary school teaching. And um, you can do it with French or German if you want. I was like, oh, okay. So I went and I applied and like within about three weeks, I was over in Liverpool doing the primary teaching qualification and I did it primary languages with or primary teaching with modern foreign languages, which I picked French. I actually would have preferred German, but it was booked out. So I picked French and I ended up, it was really cool because I got to trained to be able to teach languages in primary school but also I did one of my teaching practices in France which I loved it was really really interesting and fun and um, in northern France so yeah so that was kind of how I ended up being a teacher after my <laughs> fourth class experience of saying I never want to be a teacher yeah, um, gosh, I suppose you started off kind of with older children then you know with teaching language in a, in a um, yeah, the languages would have been, say, from age eight to 12, but I've never, I ended up being, coming back to Ireland then and being a primary school teacher for seven years and I never got beyond first class. <laughs> I was always with junior infants, Aww. junior infants are first class. And some people think, oh, do you need to get a promotion to get up to fifth or sixth class? No, it's not like that at all. It's more just like different personalities and different kind of, you know, there's different, um, I suppose, people suited to diff- different teachers are suited to different age groups. And yeah. I really did love the younger ones. It was great fun. And then I used to the odd time go up to the older ones and teach half an hour of French and um, once a week so and um, okay. yeah that's kind of how I ended up being a teacher that was one and did you so both my parents are secondary teachers did you ever consider doing the HDIP to do secondary teaching or no. it was straight away primary yeah I would really not never like to be a secondary school teacher <laughs> I think I'm not yeah. in I like as it transpires, what I love about the younger ones is I love the singing. I love learn, learning through song. I love doing art. I love doing music. I love all the play-based learning, self-directed yeah. learning. I just love the younger ones. Um, I feel like the older ones can be a little, there can be a lot of conflicts in, in between the kids and stuff. And I think yeah. um, I just enjoy the younger ones. I have a lot of fun with them. Yeah, and it seems like the kind of creativeness and the playfulness and all that like really suits you yeah definitely it it definitely lights me up so I suppose I couldn't have known that because in Ireland I was teaching like teenagers and then adults so I couldn't have known that I'd end up loving working with the younger ones but again unfolded 
And I, and I assume they didn't uh, look at you thinking that you look like your fourth class teacher looking bored. Sounds very enthusiastic. <laughs> I never got to sit down. So um, <laughs> whether, yeah, no, you never get to sit down with infants. So yeah, so that. but you know that I enjoyed that as well because it's high energy, but it's high reward, I suppose, as well. Yeah. yeah. So that was your first fresh start. So you finished, you completed that course in Liverpool and did you stay working over there for a while or did you come back to Ireland? I came back to Ireland. I was just there to do the course, I suppose. And I worked in Ireland and eventually became permanent. I was mainly in two schools. So in the second school I got, you build up enough contracts to become permanent. Okay. And did you say seven years was how long you did it? Yeah. Yeah. Seven years, yeah. How did that change or? So that was around, I think I had started, I really enjoyed it. And then what happened was quite a few things changed in my personal life in terms of a breakup and then I needed to move. And then I wanted to move from, I just kind of also was getting a really strong feeling that I was finished with teaching. (laughs) That's all I can kind of describe it as. It was, it had been kind of like lingering a little bit that I felt like I'd already, in the meantime, I'd already gone to India a few times and trained as a yoga teacher. I'd started to, while I, while I was a primary school teacher, I'd done these things. I'd gone to India. I'd started to teach yoga part-time, like in the evenings while I was being a primary school teacher you know, every weekend or second weekend, I'd go to different things like drumming workshop or like I'd go to like I was doing different spiritual kind of courses, the artist's way and energy, this or that, like you name it, I've probably done it. <laughs> like, I suppose I just kind of was starting to feel my excitement was more towards something in the holistic and something around emotional well-being as well was really coming to me. Obviously, I think I and around with kids as well was kind of coming to me. Obviously, I had that experience. So it was just things, a change, you know, when you know a change yeah. um, is coming. And then it came. <laughs> and, yeah. and was it the same when you said you kind of just had a feeling, was it the same kind of anxiety and breathing and stuff that you were having in Sweden or no it was more like I think since over the years I've become very in tune with my inner guidance and there is this feeling of like I just listen do you know I just listen to what I have to do and I know like I've had enough examples over the years of times when I've ignored that inner guidance and um, tried to push it aside and what happens is that for me it just gets louder and louder and more more painful to stay ignoring it than to actually yeah. eating it so I don't think it got to that point because I really I heard it and I was like fine I'll do it <laughs> you know I'm listening yeah. I'll I know a change is, is needing to come so I think maybe I was more I knew I had to do make the change so yeah okay so because you had started listening to yourself more that the voice didn't need to be screaming at you because you were more in tune with it. Yeah. And it had been brewing for a long time with my work as well. It's like, absolutely, I enjoyed it. But I was like, this other interest had been growing as well. So I was like, the annoying thing is, you know, it tells you you need to 
leave the job, but it doesn't put the path out in front of you <laughs> what the next yeah. is going to be. I always say to people, it's like this yellow brick road, you know, Dorothy Gale and mm-hmm. the path that's in yellow. And then there's the path that's all kind of dark and scary. It's telling you to change your path, but you don't know what it's going to. So you just have to keep taking the next step, yeah. even if yeah. you don't know the step after that. So, but yeah, I think maybe at that stage I'd had enough a few experiences of that and I was like fine I need to do this well you had said that you like were into you had started getting interested in healing and I know you're big into meditation so presumably that was helping you to to be in tune with the voice and to inside and to listen to it yeah absolutely and one of my mottos is really like trust my intuition no matter what and the no matter what sentence refers to even if it doesn't make sense to my head, yeah. um, trust it and do it. Because when I haven't done it in the past, it, mm-hmm. it's caused a lot of suffering to me and to other circumstances where, like, you know, where I've made bad choices, you know. So, yeah, it's definitely true meditating as well. It makes me more in tune with myself. And like if I'm sitting in silence for an hour, <laughs> Yeah, you can be sure if there's something you're ignoring, it's going to come very clearly into your mind. Yeah, what's that phrase that when the mind and the gut are in conflict, the mind is telling lies? Always remember that. Mm -hmm. You often don't know why, like it's if it's not logical. Yeah, I think that's really interesting because it's like it what comes up in coaching, and I suppose sometimes I'm unclear. Like when it happens to me with the whole gut thing, is it your gut or is it fear? Like, I don't know, from your perspective, is that, are you, do you have a way that you can tell it apart? Like, is it, is this a bad good feeling or am I just scared? I think they feel, I can feel them different places in my body, really. Okay. Fear yeah. feels like it can be in my chest or in my head. And it's like, I'm not even in my body. And then yeah. inner guidance feels like it's in my gut, in my stomach, kind of okay. feel it. And it's like, you know, when you get a strong feeling, you're like, I really shouldn't be here or I really that's lower in my body that's in my stomach you know right yeah here for me can be a kind of a quicker energy that's kind of like agitated or jittery whereas Mm. the other is like a a much deeper feeling of so there's there are different places and also something I do is I just ask myself questions I'm like I just talk to myself and I I literally (laughs) like use my body to answer the questions and I'm like okay I'm getting a strange feeling about going to this place on Saturday. Like, is it that I'm nervous about who's going to be there? And whatever comes to me in my body, be like, no. Is it that I'm this? No. Is it that this? And and then if I'm getting a yes, if I just break it down to what is the thing? So again, I just, maybe I just feel into it and, and I journal a lot. That's been one of my main tools to actually have an honest conversation with myself and with my inner guidance like I journal every day really but if I was to not journal for a while I can be sure I'd be a massive tangle in some way well depending the meditation and the journal and do similar things but I, in the journaling I'd really just sit with my page writing until the clarity comes until I work through the the fears or whatever is there and then yeah. get underneath it well that's all really useful for anybody that's listening that isn't sure is it their gut or is it their fear? Where in your body are you feeling it? And then if maybe you're trying meditation, that isn't working in your future and keep out the journal and keep asking yourself questions. 
So you had that feeling and then you were kind of being drawn towards the healing type thing from all the courses you'd done on, on your trips to India. So where did that lead you then after you left the teaching? Yeah, and actually just to mention, Elaine, I know in coaching we talk a lot about values as well. Yeah. And what was a big part of it was that, well, one of the values for me in teaching was that like, I feel like I wasn't growing or learning anymore. Do you know what I mean? I kind yeah. of had been doing it and I just now that I have the language many years later, I kind of am able to say, oh, that was one of my values and it wasn't being met anymore. And maybe some others as well. So growing and evolving and learning are very important to me. But where did it lead me? Well, I didn't know what to do next. And I gave a year's kind of notice at school. And then I was like, surely by the end of this year, I'll know exactly what to do at the end of the year. And I didn't. And it was like May June still don't know what I'm doing so I decided um, and I also felt very heavy like I felt very just scared and heavy and worried and all those things so I was like I want to go somewhere and just kind of like take space from let's get a bit of headspace because when you're people all around you everyone else around me looked perfectly happy in their their permanent jobs and in their circumstances and you know I was like what is wrong what I'm just I was just like the strange one, you know what I mean? And to, yeah, I felt like that. So I was like, I need to just go somewhere to have a bit of space to actually think and just be. So I decided to go to Bali to um, make me out. So I was going to be like, I don't know, some kind of digital nomad, but I didn't really have any particular skills to be a digital nomad, but I did have a computer. So I decided to go to Bali. And uh, then when I got there, very seriously it was far too hot like it's actually on the equator so I couldn't cope at all with heat so within three weeks I was like right this I can't be doing this like I cannot believe I cannot describe the heat and it was also August but still and I again journaled talked to myself and I was like what am I where am I meant what am I meant to be doing and my my gut was just like meditation centers go and hang you know go and volunteer at meditation centers because I was quite into the meditation at this time and the meditation center that I'm the meditation type that I'm into has centers all around the world so it was like right well you'll meet nice people at those places and it's going to be an opportunity to to meet others and really just get get spend time meditating so I was like okay cool I was like okay where where am I meant to go and then I looked on the map and it was like go to an English-speaking country so you can make friends this is kind of all me talking to myself and then I looked on the map and the closest place was Australia and I was like oh I was raging because Australia is really expensive and I had brought like I had a school bag with two pairs of trousers, five t-shirts and like a toy bag all brought. <laughs> it was winter in Australia and I was like, oh no, really? So I sulked for about three days again with this whole inner, I was like, fine, I'll do it, but it doesn't make sense, but I'll do it. So I went to Australia, charity shops immediately, got like myself decked out with like, oh, it's really warm clothes it was freezing I went up to the Blue Mountains in Sydney which had actual snow some days so I still going around in my Bali baggy pants but I had about two pairs of leggings underneath them anyway so that year turned out to be amazing lots of meditation centers yoga centers where I would volunteer and I met loads of people who were kind of in that transitional phase like myself and I got to really feel very like I I kind of accepted it's okay to like let one phase go and start a new phase and like these people were all kind of in that kind of thing as well you know and again I was I felt my cup filling up with like 
I felt myself kind of allowing myself to let go of nearly start to let go of one identity and like start to imagine what the next identity would be. So that was about 10 months of Australia and New Zealand. It must have been really great to meet people that felt like you then after you'd said that you kind of felt like the odd one out kind of at home yeah. and everybody else was just settled. It must have been such a different feeling to yeah. not feel like that anymore and then know that you're not on your own. Absolutely. Yeah, th- that was really beneficial and it just was the space for me to connect in with myself and just yeah allow time to kind of nearly let grieve one one phase ending and and kind of get to know myself and this kind of new phase beginning so yeah meeting people and just having some fun do you know what I mean like yeah just like adventuring and seeing different places was really made me feel restored my energy as well from what had been quite a hard time yeah that all sounds like it was a really positive experience so then you came home and what what was was (laughs) this is a fresh start too where I uh, was like yeah I still don't know what I want to do I know it's something holistic but that's a very broad and wide um, word really so I I just sat down on my floor with my markers and my massive a three piece of paper and I wrote down all the things that I could be I wish I knew what coaching was actually then because I would have gone to a coach I'm not just saying that I genuinely was like I don't know what to do so I I just drew everything and I was like I thought through the lifestyle that would be associated with each one and kind of nearly pros and cons kind of thing there was some things I was interested in like play therapy there was nature forest school there was counseling like being a coming a therapist a psychotherapist and they were kind of the main my kids yoga teacher which I did end up training in then and then I was like I kept coming back to the co- the counseling and I was like I really want to help people in some way but it's not I feel like I'll be worrying about the people afterwards if I'm a therapist like there was some like I can't even watch the news properly with just thinking about it afterwards like it really gets in on me and I was like if I'm helping people it'll I feel like it'll really it'll be emotionally very heavy kind of thing so I was like I don't know what to do with the empathy that you'd yeah I just feel like I'm very sensitive person and I would think a lot and and think worry a lot so I was like I don't think that's going to actually be sustainable for my energy and anyway then in my google searches for days and weeks I came across a coaching course and I was like oh that's interesting and I started reading about it watching youtube videos and I was like oh my god that sounds like a cool job interesting and then of course it became you know when I feel like for me anyway when you things just start to you help them to fall into place you know so mm. one click led to another and then suddenly I was in Dublin at an open evening for the life coaching course and I, then I was like joining it a few weeks later it was a great choice and really aligned a, a huge journey of self-knowledge and self-development and even doing the course and getting language around what's important to me and who I am kind of thing and who what I is important Your values and, yeah. yeah values all of that and I did the kids yoga course in the meantime as well during that year and so I started teaching kids yoga classes and they were really and again I made them my own so I started I had an emotional well-being kind of component in them and I had like um fun connection with others and I had the whole yoga and the incense and we did we did all the things in the classes and they were really popular because I suppose there's no one else teaching it in Athlone and there is a good 
demand for you know wellness with kids so that was great to find one of my things and then the coaching as well I I absolutely loved it I felt such satisfaction and such joy from working with people and having deep conversations like yeah so I loved it and so that was kind of finding what my modalities are I suppose and yeah that was quite a few years ago and what's evolved since the coaching is I suppose that I ended up you know coaching is just a skill and you can help anyone with anything but in order I suppose to what I decided was to put it together with my interest in holistic wellness and healing and all of those and help those people uh, to get clarity and explain what they want to do and how they help people and again this brings in my whole languages and not Mm -hmm. our languages but my love of language and expressing and things so I've kind of and, and tech I've ended up I didn't even know this I, I didn't know everyone else wasn't as interested in tech so but yeah I'm all I've always been I've built a few websites even before all of this like we did a charity swim that we used to be raising money and I, I remember I just wanted to share the photos somewhere so I did a kind of a google website about years and years ago and then so it's all come back together that yeah it's been great like it's yeah it's, it's a constant feeling of like of evolving kind of the intensity of my my ones I feel like my fresh starts have been because I let things kind of build up and then had to make big changes whereas this feels like (laughs) it's like every Monday it's already a change but maybe not that (laughs) often but there's definitely more regular changes that I have to just be at peace because I'm on this I value growth and learning I suppose but they're probably smaller changes or not as dramatic. Less dramatic, definitely. Less, hor- less horrific. <laughs> yeah. And it sounds like your skill set is probably really unusual. The kind of creativity, the coaching, the tech, the business. Like, you know, I think probably there's a lot of people in kind of well-being and wellness industry and holistic that have the practitioner skills but maybe not the business skills so the fact yeah you kind of have both and you have the yoga meditation background and everything as well yeah so it's great that you were able to stumble across that and use everything that kind of came before it you know would there have been a more direct route to go from say school or college to where you are now or did you have to do all the other stuff beforehand yeah no I definitely think you're right it's it's a nice feeling of like I don't think anything is wasted for anybody you know even the skills of teaching when I started coaching I was like oh wow like there's so many after I finished teaching I was like sure what can I do I have no skills like you know I thought I had no skills at all and then when I was volunteering in the meditation centers um I was like oh this whole being organized thing that I needed to do as a teacher it's actually (laughs) here because I was organizing stuff in the kitchen or in the household department you know all of these skills of like in teaching you're kind of looking at each child and you're seeing you know how you want to help support them to either get better at sharing get better at winning and losing get better at taking turns whatever the things are and it's the same in coaching you're kind of looking at people and you know looking to to see how to support them I don't think anyone's skills are wasted and any experience is wasted because so long as it's bringing you more awareness of yourself and your true self I think then you can draw on that and keep listening inwardly I suppose yeah which it sounds like you've you're definitely a pro at doing really at this stage so where are you now then so you have your holistic 
business mentor and you're helping people who work in the holistic area and what else is is going on for you you've recently oh, yeah. moved also, oh yes yeah. oh yeah <laughs> and I moved <laughs> um, yeah I love where I'm living it's and it happened in a lovely synchronistic way. I know some people are big into synchronicity. And for me, I just, I'm just like, oh, what a coincidence. But this one feels like it was kind of perfect time. And um, yeah, I've moved to, I'm living in this wooden cabin on a veg, organic veg farm. And I'm from town, from Adlone town. And this is, you know, out the countryside. And it just feels like, it's funny. I have, I'm big into vision boards. I have, a vision board picture and it looks so similar to it and again came about in a way that I was at a gathering one of my friends invited me to a gathering and I just started chatting to someone and and it's the girl who owns the the land here and she was mentioned in the cabin and I was like oh my God, tell her how much was it to build? I want to build one. I want to do all of this. And then she was like, it's coming up for rent soon. And I was like, okay, looks like a moving house. So <laughs> I wasn't even yeah. planning to move house. And now I'm here and I love it. Like it's got the bedrooms up in a loft. It's got like a half door and like there's horses outside. I'm learning so much. I've got an app so I can go around and identify what the trees are, identify all the different plants and veg that she's growing on the land. And like, I'm learning so much and I feel like it's such a good stepping stone towards what I want to buy and to build for myself. And it this feels like, yeah, it's really good offset as well to working online because there's a community around here it's it's not a community yeah. as such but they're just people come and go for different reasons and I meet I'm connected in with a whole new group of people as well so yeah it's really lucky so it's not lonely then is it or no, no. okay um, I think no I love my own company so I know I've <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would say I've heard you say and you talk about being an introvert um before so do you but it doesn't sound like you're you're not completely on your own no it's really lovely and I think because I suppose within the meditation practice like again that connection with my inner world it's so is very important to me and, and restores me and makes me feel very just settled in my in my body and my nervous system and all of that it really is a place that charges me up very much so it's uh, and again I'm basking in nature I mean there was the noise of the birds in the summer or in the spring when I was when I'd be on zoom clients to be like like is there a bird in your cabin I'm like no that's through the windows you can hear them they were so loud because there's huge hedgerows all around and you know I've just been out walking the last while gathering literally eating my way along the hedge uh, with the berries and stuff so it's very all a lot the aspects that are feeling nourishing to me plus there are people like lovely people around that are again doing inspiring things and living in an alternative way yeah um, being around that's great so it sounds it really sounds so animated and excited talking about it so it's it, it definitely sounds like the right thing and synchronicity and all of that lining up so that's, that's yeah. brilliant congrats on your new abode and so I suppose the last question really is just what advice would you have for anybody that wants to make a change but doesn't know how to start or where to start like I think I really like I was saying to you Elaine before we got started the idea of this or the the concept in this podcast because it's so scary making these changes there it's really so scary and it's so good to hear for people who have 
gone through it either by choice or by circumstance. But I think for me, my advice would be just like that feeling of needing to make a change will never lead you wrong. I don't think it will ever lead you wrong. It's just that we can't see what's on the other side of it. But like it just gets so painful that you have to make the change. So yeah. you might as well do it. It's kind of a band-aid thing. But, you know, telling yourself, I'm going to keep myself safe. I'm going to do whatever this change is telling me to do, but I'm going to take care of myself as I do it. That's that's probably the main advice that I could give. It's hard, but... That's great. And um, where, lastly, where can people find you? Yeah, thanks. My website is www.kirabruton.com. C-I-A-R-A-B-R-U-T-O-N.com. And I'm on Instagram with my same name. And I'd be delighted for anyone who's listened to get in touch if they have questions, if they've coming from teaching or interested in holistic things. Like if we have stuff in common and you think you want to ask me something, that's totally fine. Great. Okay. And I'll put that link in the show notes as well. Yeah, it's been great. I really enjoyed having you on and best of luck with everything in the new house. Thanks a million, Kira. Thanks, Elaine. And thanks for all that you're doing to encourage people to to listen to their, to follow what their path. Thanks to my lovely guest today and thanks to those of you that listened. If you like this episode, please share or tell a friend. I'll be back next time to talk to another amazing lady who has reinvented her next chapter.